This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy on and Dave Coken on the Sports Better's Paradise talking some MLB. But before we do that, because we had such a great college and pro football weekend. Uh, this past weekend. Let's talk a little football. Scott Frost is gone, um, you know, and so we'll see that. We've got some other. Jimbo Fisher is getting beat in the trenches by Appalachian State. Sunbelt wins three on the road against Power 5 teams, including one of them uh, in uh, South Bend. And so, man, good, good to see a little competitive balance in college football and also an unbelievable rush on the early games finishing uh, in the NFL. Uh, some, some football thoughts, Dave, you want to throw around first. Well, I'm sorry Scott Frost got fired, and I'm, I'm sincere about that because this guy was a better's best friend as a favorite. Uh, as an underdog, they did okay, but uh, it, going against these lame – everybody knew Frost was going to get fired, okay? Yeah, right. right. Um, going, if you can zero in on these lame duck coaches and just, just almost blindly bet against them, you're going to win more than you lose. Uh, I think Carl Durrell falls into that category for Colorado. Right. I think Jeff Collins falls into that category at Georgia Tech. Um, that's probably a, the only th- other two, what I would call sure things. They're they're not they're they're done. It's just a matter of, of whether they last the season or not. I I, I would I would throw um, Harson from Auburn. I think in this there. is a huge game for him this weekend. Oh, monster game! Must win, for uh, yeah. must win for Auburn. I'm not betting him. Uh, no chance I'm taking him. I, but I, I think I, I, I do. I, he, he he's got to win this. I, I agree completely. He has to win this game. Um, I, I think I think they got a shot at winning. I thought Penn State. I had so Penn I. State minus three and a half on you know the the opening week, and I thought it was fortunate uh, to to come out of there with a a, a cover. Uh, I agree. I agree. So, Listen, if uh, if Fromm is terrible at clock management, he's a good coach, but he's, his clock management, going back to his Western Kentucky days, is terrible. And he kind of blew that game from Purdue. So uh, I thought Penn State got a little lucky there. I don't know what to do with this, this game, this Penn State-Auburn game. I, I, I have I a feeling Penn, Penn State wins, but I'm not going to 
I had Penn State last year, and I thought the home crowd made the difference. Uh, I was I thought I was fortunate. Uh, Bo Nix, of course, on fourth down, he throws the ball in the stands, throws it away on fourth down. Uh, some of the, one of the many decisions where he's leaves your head uh, scratching your head. Um, I've been in Jordan Hare. It's a it's a it's a great home field environment, um, and you throw in the rare home and home on campus series between two Power 5 teams, SEC and, and Penn State. And they're going to have a little extra juice uh, in the game. T.J. Finley, he's not a, uh, not an accurate passer either. He will be he will frustrate you as well. But big emotional edge at home for Auburn here. Okay, here's the, the question I have. Is that big emotional edge as good as it usually is? Because, let's face it, the natives are pretty restless right now at Auburn. And I think the same thing could be said for Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher. They're not happy with him there. Uh, you mentioned how they got pushed around last week by App State. Not supposed to happen. And I wonder if normally really powerful home fields, the uh, strength diminishes because, let's face it, those fans in the stands aren't real happy going into the stadium. It, 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 Dave, I understand, not yet at Auburn. Not okay. yet. I know a bunch of season ticket holders. That place will be jumping. They see a little extra value in, well, when's Penn State ever played there? I, I can't remember ever. So they, they like a story program coming in. Still early in the season. There's still hope. And Auburn has a history where they've been written off. That's some of their best teams know. when they've written off. And then when they're preseason top five or even number one, they've had some of their bigger disappointments. So – they all understand it's that they'll be pulling for their team really hard. Uh, they, they're not ready this. to turn on them just yet. If they lose this game, oh, oh, it it, it hurts. Out. It hurts. But and I think all of them are think it's going to be. They don't think Carson will be back next year. But that, they're not ready to not go to the game or not. No, even, but, that, that, but see, that's yeah. the thing. I, I, when a coach is, has got that lame duck status. It's just you're asking for trouble betting on those teams. I'm, I, uh, I understand. I, I, again, I'm, I'm not going to do it this myself, weekend. But but, but Auburn, uh, mark my words, that two thirty kick local time in Auburn, Alabama, that place will be jumping. You've it convinced jumping. me to stay away from the game. If, if there's um, no way, there's no way I'm betting Auburn. But I'm not. I'm not going to take. I'm not a big James Franklin guy anyway. Uh, I think he's I'm not ready to but... lay that big lumber on the road against Georgia Tech just yet because I'm not seeing the clean execution, chunk play after chunk play out of Lane Kiffin's offense just yet this year with Ole Miss, who I'm pretty high on this year. But I, I had but him over this. seven and a half. Um, and Colorado falls into this category as well. The teams, there's two things about the transfer portal that are really important. One is a tangible. You don't have any depth. Uh, you, you lo- if you lost a lot of players in the transfer portal, it kills your depth. The second thing is, if you're a Power 5 conference and you've got players leaving in a mass exodus, it's a mental, it's a mental downer. And I think you're seeing that with Colorado. And, and the Georgia Tech, and we see, we've seen Colorado get completely run over in the second half of two games already, and we saw Georgia Tech get completely run over in the second half of their game against uh, Clemson. And by the way, they got outgained against their FCS opponent. Um, I'm blanking on who they Western played. Western Carolina. Yeah, they got outgained, and out, like, I think out first down by 9 or 11. 
I know that was the one I was given to Georgia Tech, and I'm like, can I steal this one too at under three and a half for the win total? Uh, and it was competitive uh, for a while. Uh, Jeff Collins was at the top of my list of guys who could not survive yeah, this year. He's... Not necessarily the first one, but you talk about the transfer portal. They were a big loser in that. Not just the running back that went to Alabama. No, a lot no, of people, no. A lot of people on the defensive side as well. And then the non-conference schedule, Georgia at Central Florida. Ole Miss, I mean, and then the one Western Carolina. It's tough when, and all of a sudden, one of the more winnable games, Duke is one of the more improved yeah. teams uh, in the country uh, this year. So I like my spot right there. I'm just not, uh, it's not, I'm, I didn't expect a Lane Kiffin offense to be out the gates this kind of slow. It's not like they're, they're bad, but it's no, not they- just chunk play after chunk play that we see immediately with they're some a of these run, they're, a run, teams. they're now a run first team. But they run really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any any other pick, uh, football thought before we get to the baseball slate today? Um, no, not not really. Uh, I'm still working on games. You applying for a job at Denver? Is John Elway calling you for a game management uh, a, a, a personnel? I thought, I thought Vic Zangio got fired. Wow. <laughs> I mean, 64-yard field goal. I mean, that's just uh, – and I guess he's changed his tune it. now. And, it, and Hackett admits he got it. He made the wrong decision. No kidding. I had an end game of one game, and I don't fool with one game parlays too much, but I had – I expected big emotional effort for Seattle. Wilson, pride thing, coming home. Opening week, opening week, prime time. I had Seattle first half minus two and a half. Denver minus two and a half for the game. Plus 590, it is right there for me. Mm. And Denver, you know, is, is in the shotgun on short yardage situations down near the goal line. Which and I, of course, oh, at the end, I so. argue against that all the time, but nobody wants to listen. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. You got it. Terrible. Especially uh, in Tom NFL. Brady's in his, in his 40s and can get under center yep. and run a quarterback sneak. Yep. All right. Um, what about the Mets? Uh, they're four and five now. They have a half-game lead for that all-important number two seed uh, in the National League East. Um, and it's four and five, Dave, against the Cubs, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Mm. Peterson, $1.95 and seven and a half against Smiley and the Cubs. Um, the Smiley, six of his last seven starts, he's on yeah. fire. One disaster start at Bush against St. Louis. The other six have been really good. Cubs maybe in a, a spot here to sweep? I can't bet on that. But I'm not going to – I mean, I think the market's going to look at this and say, well, they can, the Mets can't get swept. And I think they've got to – it just bombs away on the Mets today. Uh, but not for me. Uh, I, I think you get the better pitcher in Smiley. And the Mets aren't exactly crushing the ball right now. I'm going to stay away because, yeah, I don't think the Mets are going to get swept by the Cubs. But – you know that falling knife angle. Don't don't uh, don't get in front of a falling knife. Don't you think there's a, a a faction of that betting public that says, and just like we saw last night, that thing at one at one shop, I forget what state it was, got over five dollars. Yeah, I saw that last night with Degrom, because because oh the Mets can't lose two in a row to the Cubs. Well, they can't lose three in a row. Well, guess what? Uh, the the A's can't lose three or four in a row to the uh, the Reds in the World Series. Okay, um, the uh, it, this thing is going to drive up. So, 
if you're looking, I'm thinking, like you said, better pitcher, a struggling lineup. I think this thing is going to climb up and maybe a buy late spot on the or, Cubs or maybe and come back at a really big price. Maybe a plus one and a half. Because you'll still end up getting plus money on that. Yes, yes, yes. Or like you like to do, it's hard to split it. You know, kind of uh, maybe half the bet at the money line and half the bet yeah. at plus one and a half. Yeah, you could do that. I'm I not going to uh, do it I, myself, I'm, but, but I, I, I'm not arguing against it. Philadelphia in uh, Gibson, uh, who's been average this year and horrible his uh, his last two starts. Um, a dollar thirty four and seven and a half against Miami and Cabrera. Uh, Cabrera uh, with you know was was on that roll four starts with twenty two and two thirds scoreless scoreless streak uh, before that was snapped. The poor Marlins can't even win with Alcantara versus Falter. Alcantara versus Falter last night. They can't even win. Uh, Philly, 134 and seven and a half. Do you know the Phillies? I think they have got 57 wins since the new manager took over. The Marlins have 58 wins for the whole season. So, good luck if you want to bet the Marlins. I uh, I think they're going to have to give Mattingly his walking papers at the end of the year. I know it, it, it might it, not it, be his fault, but they, they need to make a change. Miami, worst ROI team in baseball. Yep. And and this is a team that has all these young arms, but what has happened to hit. that lineup? They can't hit. They got no bats. I mean, you got to score some runs. And Gibson's not pitching well, but you don't have to be pitching well to get past this this team. I, I there's no. I will not be betting Miami the rest of the season. I can tell you that. That's an uh, absolute certainty. I will not be on the Marlins in any game. If El- if Alcantara can't beat uh, Falter, I mean, Falter's been I'm pretty sorry. good, you know. What's that? Falter's been pretty good for the Phillies. They found a little diamond in the rough there. You think? I mean, uh, his maybe. numbers are good. You know, uh, you it, hang it, around. It, you hang around with good pitchers. Some of it rubs off, and he's yeah. probably picked up some good pointers uh, from some of the other guys in that Phillies staff. He's pitching well for the team. I mean, his stuff isn't. Spectacular, but he's he's throwing strikes. He's commanding his pitches well, and he's been a plus for them. A little bit uh, as of late. One guy that's done it all season long is nasty Nestor Cortez for the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, he lights out all year. Sub three ERA, sub one whip. I mean, enough said. And all year long, one twenty two and nine uh, at Bello. The young twenty three year old right handed pitcher after rough start is showing improvement. Yes, he is. But this is like this is almost like the odds makers are baiting you into taking the Yankees here. Well, uh, I, and Cortez was pretty much toast after four innings in his last in his first start back from the injured list. So I don't know if he's completely healthy or not. So if you're going to go Yankees here, I'm not doing it because Bale is really improving. But if you're going to go Yankees here, I think you better make it first five because Cortez probably isn't going to be around after that. All, all right, uh, first five uh, suggestion there. If, has arrived. If you're going to pull uh, on the Yankees, Baltimore and uh, Wells, dollar fifty-two and eight and a half against Washington and Corbin. Patrick Corbin's twenty-ninth oh, start of the season, and as rough as it's been, it's been somewhat respectable uh, as of late. Um, Wells has been pretty good this year, but not lately. Um, Boy, his his last five starts have been rough uh, yes, out there. Baltimore, though, not even close. They have a fourteen hundred 
dollar cushion on the second place team on ROI this year. That's how good they've been. Over twenty eight hundred units uh, this uh, twenty eight units twenty eight hundred uh, for the season. But Wells has been struggling as of late. He has, and Corbett has struggled the entire year. Looks like he might lose twenty. Yikes! Uh, I think the over is playable in this game at eight and a half. Not that you're talking about two spectacular offenses, but this is two fade to pitcher situations. Corbin had been throwing a little bit better, but he got roughed up in his last start. Uh, Wells, as you mentioned, has not been looking good. I think he got a chance for runs. Either way, here first five or full game. I'll go full game eight and a half on the over. Full game on the over. Uh, I like that uh, as well. Um, Max, I mean, what that uh, that uh, number is on the on the odds at Bet Rivers, Toronto I and think Tampa it's eight, Bay. Eight and a half, they, and it's uh, and actually the under is slightly juiced, so. Uh, might get away with a minus 105 on that. Okay. Um, Toronto in uh, Tampa Bay trading punches uh, here. Yeah. Uh, stri- stripling $1.20 and 8 over Rasmussen. Uh, very similar numbers over the season, but uh, Rasmussen does have a better form as of late. And that would be the edge for Tampa here. So I, I, I think I'm going to stay out of the game. Big game for both teams. But I would edge Rasmussen first five. Right, uh, so uh, lean toward Rasmussen and the first five. Uh, Milwaukee and Corbin Burns, a dollar twenty-five and seven at St. Louis. And Adam Wainwright, uh, Wainwright, his last two outings have been uh, shaky. Not only that, but against the Cubs and Washington, two of the weaker teams uh, in baseball. Uh, Burns uh, was strong versus San Francisco his last outing, but the four starts before have been very rocky. Uh, for the uh, reigning National League Cy Young Award winner. Well, but he did find his form last time out, so that's a good sign. And the Brewers should be feeling good about themselves. They were supposed to lose last night. I mean, if you looked at that game going in, that's that, you got Montgomery in red-hot form. Brewers are going bullpen the entire game. Uh, and they kind of stole it. Uh, they, they, they got to Montgomery, who was not effective last night. Uh, after some early struggles, they gave up four runs in the first two innings. The Brewers bullpen pitched a shutout the rest of the way. So they're going to have a little momentum coming in here. I would not be surprised if Milwaukee gets them again tonight. Uh, it, they, uh, it's kind of too little too late, huh? They're playing ball and kind of making up some ground in well, the uh, they're right, now. They're still in it for the, for the wild card. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. that, that's all they care about right now. Get to the playoffs. They got to win. I mean, they're they're the out they're on the outside looking in right now, but these are these are big games for the Brewers. Dodgers clinch a playoff spot last night. Do yep. they sort of exhale and kind of give a big portion of their lineup? This is one to kind of monitor the uh, their lineups as we get closer to first pitch. Grove pitcher, um, he's got a one start on August. I believe the August is twenty ninth. Uh, where, you know, it was okay in four and two-thirds. He's got a couple of uh, other short uh, uh, appearances early in the season. So down-the-line pitching uh, for Dodgers starting here against Davies, $1.34-9 at Arizona against Davies. Uh, four good starts uh, for the uh, for the uh, right-hander for the Arizona. He was bombed last time at Coors Field, but then the yeah. four previous starts before that, he was very good. Yeah, I, I'd have to see the Dodgers line up here, and we won't know that till later in the day. 
if, if they if, are giving if they're giving some of the stars a night off, might be a sign to go ahead and take a shot with Arizona. And wouldn't uh, you expect? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you anticipate that? Dave? I don't know. I, I, I mean, this team made the playoffs in April, basically. So I don't know how big a deal this is. And a couple of uh, other nondescript games late: uh, Minnesota and Gray, two fifteen, seven and a half against Kansas City and Granky. Uh, good match, good pitcher matchup right there. Granky's been pitching yeah. pretty good and Gray uh, very much so as well. And Texas Dunning, a dollar sixty-five and eight over Oakland in JP Sears. Maybe a lean to the under in the Twins-Royals game. Grinky is likely putting the wraps on what is, uh, has been a terrific career. The Royals aren't hitting at all. They got no hits in the first seven innings last night. And the crowd was booing. They were not happy that Joe Ryan got taken out of the game. But he was already over 100 pitches. And, uh, well, that, that's a managerial decision. I, I, I could only, as I sat in Petco in San Diego, where... Rocco Baldelli left him in the game to give up, I mean, four or five home runs. I remember uh, that game. Nine or ten uh, earned runs. And last night he's got a – wait a minute. You you leave me in that one, and then you take me out in a no-hitter. Uh, yeah, I understand his pitch was, count. but he was, he was at 106, I think. So he's going to be at least 130 if he completes. You can't do that. Yeah. I, I, I know people are going to say, oh, you got to make these guys struggle. But, yeah. Look, the reality is what the reality is. Nobody throws 130 pitches anymore. It's just not uh, going to happen. No doubt about it. All right, uh, so you're over in Baltimore, Washington. Over 8.5 is minus 108 at Pet Rivers okay. right now. Fair enough. That's the one I'll use here. Um, I'm, I'm going to wait late and try and get the Cubs at a better price. I anticipate the, the Mets can't get swept at home by the Cubs. Well, we're only playing one tonight, so I think that's going to push it up, just as we saw it uh, last night. Uh, first five, Yankees-Cortez. Um, I like the Yankees there. You're going to say uh, kind of be be careful with Cortez because he probably will not go very deep uh, yeah, this time I, I out. I just don't know what to make of him. I did, and I, I don't know if he came out of his last start healthy or not. We'll have to wait and see. He didn't look good at the end of the last start, but maybe that was just rust. You get, you got to lean toward the first five uh, in Rasmussen in Tampa Bay against Toronto. Yep. And uh, also a lean in the under seven and a half, uh, Gray and Granky in Minnesota. Well, Kansas I'd go City. under under first. I will not. Again, I will never play an under for a full game under the current rules. Uh, so it it have to be a first five. And listen, there are going to be people as they have for five months now. Go up to the window, walk up, give me the Dodgers, give me the Dodgers. Why not? They've cashed just about, you know, almost every time. But this might not be the Dodgers lineup tonight. I'm looking for, again, you got to wait. Now, if you see, you know, all the, the, the usual characters, Betts, Turners, et, et cetera, in the lineup, then you back off. But I think there a lot of those are going to be given uh, the be. night off as they clinch the playoffs. But, again, probably release about an hour before, sometimes before, there's an expected lineup, and then there's a confirmed lineup. Right. Uh, but uh, I would, uh, I'm looking to take Arizona and uh, some money back against uh, the Dodgers B team uh, tonight. And Davies has been pretty good, minus Coors Field. So, Dave, anything else? Uh, NFL was fun the first week. Uh, tremendously exciting games. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to bet the game. But boy, oh boy, what a terrific start to week two with the Chiefs and Chargers. That's a great matchup. Uh, so looking forward, 
Those AFC West games this year are going to be something else. They they uh, are. Just a bump in the road for Derek Carr. He didn't look good in week one. Well, I want to mention this. Um, there were 11 teams that did not play their starting quarterback at three all eight. in the preseason. And they went 3-8. and eight. And I think yeah. we saw some real rust on some of them, including even Aaron Rodgers. Um uh, Get those guys. I, I, I can almost, I can't say for sure, but I suspect that next year you'll see far less than 11 teams who decide to just not play the starters at all in the preseason. You've got to get out there in front of the crowd. I'm sorry, scrimmages with nobody in the stands and no TV cameras on hand and none of the feel of a game, of a real game. It's not the same thing. And even with great players, even Tom Brady got out there a little bit in the preseason. Even uh, Mahomes did. Mahomes actually played a decent amount in the preseason. Josh Allen. It was only one series, but he did, he was out there in the preseason. You've got to get your guys a feel. And the new format of the preseason. The new format of the preseason has widened the variance of the coaching approaches. Yes, because it used to be. Nobody's playing in week one. Maybe a series that you start us in week two, a half in week three, and Dress nobody yeah. is playing. It was all. I, it was so uniform. And now with three games and then two weeks off between, you know, the third game, and it, it, we're seeing this wide I range. I got to tell you, and you can, and I'm not being an old, an old fart here, an old stick in the mud, because I like change as much as anybody. I like some of the new rules in baseball. But one old tradition is that dress rehearsal, dress rehearsal game in the NFL preseason. I always thought it was a good idea. I still do. And I think what well, coaches ought to get back to that. So maybe Get the your set- guys out there for a half in a real, even if the game doesn't count, it feels like a real game. You got to get them out there. Yeah, instead of the third week with the four a four week schedule, maybe the second week yeah. in that uh, three game uh, preseason. Uh, actually, I would do it in the third week because it's two weeks off. E- if there's an extra week between that and the start of the preseason, I do it in week three. And, and the Lions are favored for the first time in no, the I'll, eons. Yeah. We'll see how that buddy. works. <laughs> for Dave Koken, I'm Jimmy Yacht, Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.